All right, sports fans, welcome to another edition of the D.C. Sports Huddle. It is sponsored by MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. And that is exactly where Washington Commanders fans are after the big upset victory in Philadelphia. I am Rob Woodfork and feeling really good about my football acumen based on our last episode. I'll delve into that. This is uh, uh, Dave Preston right here. And one George Wallace who is laughing at me. I don't know why you're laughing at me, man. I mean, we, well, we, we got, sat up here. No, but we it, gave it, the people the blueprint for how they were going to yeah. win. Okay, yeah. but you've told we everybody in the last 24 hours. We didn't, put, we didn't predict they were going to win. We didn't have the no. strength of conviction right. in that. Right. But we said exactly how they were going to do it, and that's exactly what they did. So, uh, Ron Rivera... Keep calling me. I buddy. think even more important after going one and nine in Monday Night Football games <laughs> against the spread for, through the first nine weeks, I finally covered. So two and nine All with right. a bullet, my Man, friends. You guys are that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, making day. things happen. Yeah, I didn't bet anything because I don't have discretionary income like that. It's not a problem. Yeah, it? it's not a problem. It's not gambling. It's not gambling if you have a system. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Washington certainly had a system on Monday nights. They uh, and look, I, 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 we talked about this on Monday night. It looked a lot. It looked Gibbsian. Looked like Hell a Joe yeah. Gibbs yeah. sort of game. You controlled the clock. You ran the ball. You took the game basically out of the quarterback's hands uh, almost entirely. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what do we think? This is and, and this is Taylor Heineke's word, not mine. Uh, they talked a lot about having an identity now. So. Is this something that we can expect to see from them on a week-to-week basis? I, I think that's what they want to do. I think it just depends on matchups. They knew they could do that last night, and they had to. I mean, it's one thing to say, we got to run the football. And there's nothing other say <laughs> of doing it, right? Right. I mean, and they, were, they did it. I mean, 17 minutes, 38 seconds, time possession in the first half. That's the most in franchise No, the, di- the difference. That was, they had it 17 Minutes yeah. and change more. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Different fr- in, in, yeah. in franchise history. To have it that long is impressive, yeah. but then <laughs> to have that be the difference is I mean, mind-boggling. It's, it's unbelievable, and the fact that they were able to do it. And Ron Rivera said, "Look, the best way to keep their best player off the field is don't or keep to contain their best player. Right. Don't let him on the field." Yeah, and they Sadly. did that last night. And they, the third down conversions were the thing. Twelve third down conversions, mm-hmm. most against the Eagles since '79. Yeah. And a yeah. ton of those were in the first half too. And the two and the ones that were not, uh, they settled for a field goal, a third down that does not count as a conversion. They kicked a field goal to end yeah. the first half, and then another one they went for it on fourth down. So with the exception of the very first yeah. third down attempt of the night, they were spot on in the first half. And you can't, and they were, you know, they yeah, were great quality throw, like right. throws too, not just third and shorts. I mean, they were. I mean, finding, I mean, that, finding that, Terry McLaurin. Terry yeah. McLaurin was huge on third down. Yeah. I look at the conversion chart: th to tmc, th to tmc, th to tmc. And I love again Taylor, and again. I love th when he says, yeah. "When you pay a guy like that, you got to use him." And that's. I think that is one thing that people were, uh, you know, complaining. Not complaining about, but they were curious about why now. The targets for Terry from Carson Wentz. We weren't seeing those till late in the first half, third mm-hmm. quarter. That's inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Taylor's finding him. He's getting open. He tries to force a couple of them, but he is putting his number one receiver to work, and it's, it's helping. It's paying off. Guys, I'm going to say this. I think this is the. I think it's easily, and I looked. I don't have as much paper in front of me as you do, but I did look up last night because <coughs> it's easy to be prisoner of the moment and right. say. 
greatest win of the Rivera era or biggest win since this is their biggest win since the 2012 season finale, the Dallas game Sunday night to win the NFC East. This is their biggest win since then. Fair enough. I, I think up. so. I think because you're they, right. Because I think they, you're right. They, yes. And they did win a division title in between, yeah. but like everybody else in the NFC East was bad that year, so it's hard to, uh, you know. And 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 they and they blew that one game in Dallas and all of that. So Up I mean, until this I, I, this I'll is go, I'll go with that. This is easily. Right. I don't even think there's a close second. I don't think it's up for debate. This is the biggest win of the Rivera era. The, but also, this is their biggest win in 10 years. Well, if you're going to get pushy about it, and there's going to be a debate about I'm it. I'm going to get assertive. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think uh, up until last night, it was the win over at Pittsburgh during the pandemic when nobody right. was there when they were 11-0. The Tampa game, I think, is big last year. for. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Rivera era. Right. Yeah. And then, um, oh, what was the fourth one? I would say well, the, the Philly game that opened the era where they, uh, Maybe that they trailed and yeah. they came back and yeah. they helped end the... Carson Wentz. But also the but but also it's fair to point out that and oh by the way this stat Ron Rivera is the first coach in or the second coach in the Super Bowl era to knock off a team that's eight or zero eight no or better uh, twice, twice in his career multiple oh times that's so they did stat. it that is a great stat yeah, yeah. but also in you mentioned the uh, game in which they beat the eleven and zero Steelers. I put a big asterisk on that. It's like a I, Wednesday night. It was a yeah. Monday afternoon game that felt like a Wednesday. Yes. They played the previous no, Wednesday. No, it was, that was, right. yeah. it was a yeah. mess. It was the COVID it was a year. Yeah. The Steelers had played on a Wednesday. They had a short that's week. They came back. That's so if Washington didn't win that, that's, that's borderline a fireable offense. But it, it's still, look, a win is a win. You take them how you take them. But... Um, it doesn't mean a lot if they don't go beat the Houston no, Texans. No, it doesn't. And there's still a lot of things. And that, it's a short week, and you know all and, of that. And look, you take the you take the win. Yes, you do. But you're also, for the first time, and I don't know how long, every single break went Washington's yeah. way from right. calls yeah. to the fumble late in the game. My biggest thing is how you let the receiver get behind you when all, you know all they're going to do is go deep. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and and not taken away from because it's happened to them multiple yeah. times, many times. But there still are a lot of things that I think should concern the coaching staff because you right. play that game again in two weeks. You know, that should have been a blowout the way that that played out. Right, and it if in in, in, in <laughs> well, Heineke and, with the Yolo balls, man, right. I need him to stop <laughs> and and doing and, that. And that's the other thing to your point. It's it's a twenty six twenty one game. Forget that last touchdown. Yeah. And Philly's going down to possibly win the game. As as much as it seemed like Washington dominated the game, it wasn't. Like, Philly still no. had a really good chance. Right, and that's the thing. Him. They controlled the clock. And, yeah. and, and I think we said this at one point on air, is that Washington was controlling everything. Like, they yeah. were, like, the first half, they dominated the yeah. time of possession. Like, yeah. at one point, they had the ball for, like, 20 minutes, and Philly had it for, like, five. Yeah. And it's so, tough. yeah, so when they, you do that, and then you're still trailing. They were down yeah. 14, I think 14-10. 14-10, right. yeah. Even though yeah, they exactly had outgained, yeah. they had uh, twice as many yards. They yeah. held the ball like basically three to one. Yeah. I mean, you should be dominating at that point. You Four know? turnovers, though, you know, yeah. coming up huge yeah. because 16 of their 32 points came from yep. those. Turnovers. Four turnovers. And Philly had yeah. only three turnovers all year. Right. You know, and uh, you know, the first one led to a touchdown. Second one led to a field goal. The the one that I think that. Even though it didn't lead to points, it allowed uh, Washington to take over two minutes off the clock yep. when there was yep. under six to play, which I thought with that really backed Philly up into a corner even more so. 
And Tress Wade didn't punt. The first one was taken away roughly the past. He didn't punt until the fourth quarter. Talk yeah. about keeping your best player off the field. The Eagles kept <laughs> the commander's best player off the field. And it worked against them. That's true. That's yeah, true. I mean, you make a great point yeah. there. Now, going into uh, Houston, uh, I guess we're still, uh, as of this taping, we have yet to hear from Ron Rivera, uh, the uh, Tuesday uh, press conference. But... Um, He's supposed to make an announcement as to who's the quarterback moving forward. I don't. I don't think he'll make an announcement today. That's and, my. That's and, my. And call. here's the thing: he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He no. doesn't have to. No. And furthermore, why is there even a debate? You I, have Heineke. Yeah, you, know you, have Heineke. Heineke. you know why there's a debate. You can't. You cannot put Carson Wentz back in. What you cannot do is let tar- Carson Wentz take seventy percent of the snaps. However, that happens. So he needs to miss one more game. Figure five yep. games. I think if Wentz. So if Wentz starts Sunday, I can't see how Ron Rivera keeps the locker room. Yeah. Because you know, these guys are playing for Taylor Heineke. They're, they, they have a connection to him that they don't with Carson Wentz. And they're also enjoying success. Three wins in four weeks after, even though, yes, uh, Wentz was injured during the Chicago game, 12 points, and they were lucky to get 12. The offense was really on the skids before the quarterback change. That if I think even without the injury, if they lose to the Bears that Thursday night, there's a quarterback change. Yeah, but yes. But the thing is, too, you know, last week, you blew a 10-point lead last week against the Vikings. The Colts game was just god-awful. They shouldn't have won that game. Thanks for the one-of-year YOLO pass. (laughs) I mean, the offense was terrible against the team, against a quarterback that had never taken a snap. So I get it, but I'm just trying to calm everybody and, you know, I do think you. I do think you're going to see Carson Wentz. I hate to disappoint oh, everybody, I think but we'll you are it. going to see Carson Wentz again this year. I don't because of the investment, because of because. I mean, the guy had 28 million dollars. He's your quarterback. As long as he doesn't take 70 percent of the snaps, I don't care. Here's the other thing. Do you, where do you as as a as big discussion about this last night? Where do you want to see this team? You and moving forward, you're still going to be in that quarterback uh, uh, need, right? So when you go seven and ten, you're in the middle, you're outside of a big time quarterback possibility in the draft. Six, and the eight, other, and three doesn't even get you a quarterback. <laughs> and the other thing is, is Ron Rivera the coach you want to develop and draft, draft and develop the new quarterback? I mean, the the one guy he drafted and developed, he won't touch now. So <laughs> And for our viewers, yes. Who is that? Cameron Jarrell Newton. I oh, keep telling you guys. I keep name? telling you guys. Yeah. Did you look it up for this show? No. Oh. I knew it. But maybe you made it up. That no. It sounds, it sounds, I do do that, up. but I didn't in this particular instance. But I think look. Heineke. I, I think I, I think Heineke gets replaced if they lose to Houston. I think that he gets replaced if they lose to Atlanta. I think there is a short leash yeah. involved due to the fact that that's fair. The offense I, I is that. not. It, it, it's. Not an offense in an offensive NFL where points you should be able to score in bunches. This offense does not score in bunches. They only average with nineteen. <laughs> they only average nineteen and that's points. The thing. Can you make the argument that they are winning? They're they're not winning because of Taylor. Nope. You can't make that argument. No, I'm saying I'm I'm agreeing with oh, you. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. no, you can't. Make the case that they're not losing because. Taylor's in there instead of Carson I'm, Wentz. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that this. You, not, not that he's leading them to victory, but he's t- not making bad decisions like the high snap. 
If that's Carson Wentz, the play he falls the on that. He doesn't, it's Carson second doesn't, and third. Carson doesn't get to it. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it gets returned. Carson is still trying to figure out where the hell it is. Exactly. So yeah. I think I agree with that. And I, I, I think that uh, you know Taylor. We, we I always talk in ceilings and floors. <laughs> Taylor no. Heineke has a, has a low ceiling, but his floor for this offense and for what the Burgundy and Gold are trying to do with their limitations is much higher than what Carson Wentz has to offer. But herein lies the problem, though. Taylor Heineke is the guy who's getting the most out of the players around him. Mm-hmm. He's elevating the play of the players around him. Yeah. Carson Wentz doesn't do that. Yeah, That's nothing. why Carson Wentz is on his third team in three years. So I feel like with Carson Wentz, you... I feel like with Carson Wentz, like he's a talented player. Yeah. And it's maddening. I feel like that's why he keeps getting right. these opportunities. But yeah. I don't know how you... Unless Heineke gets hurt, and that is another thing, is that he yeah. does get banged up because of the way he, he plays. Does have a history, right. yeah. uh, unless Heineke gets hurt or just lays a huge turd on the field in one of these upcoming games, like you said, right. either against a and winnable game in Houston or a winnable game against the Falcons, I don't know how you go back to Wentz. He didn't do anything that screams to you that we need to hurry up and get this guy back on the field. But stranger things have happened. Coaches make yeah. you know decisions that boggle the mind sometimes. I do think that uh, Heineke, whether it's against Houston or Atlanta, he has one of those games. He's due yeah. for an absolute vomit all over himself day. It's so funny that you think like things like <laughs> last night that were happening, the the fumble late in the game, the yep. receiver drops the ball, the, uh, yep. the no face mask. People in the press box just like, that's the Taylor Heineke horseshoe. Even though he yeah. went on the field at the time. No. That's just the way. Yeah. Right. And this is, and we talked about this last week. It's very Tebow-esque. Yeah. If you look at the games, if you're watching the games, if you look at the statistics, it makes zero sense yeah. as to why they're winning these games with right. him playing the way he's playing. But they're winning those games. What's this? And you don't want to upset that, that what balance. Do you got? What are, what is what the, check your notepad. What is yeah. the Heineke thing? Three, t- five picks. You have it? I don't have interceptions in the sixty percent completion, five interceptions the last week, something like that. Something like that, yeah. But to your point, like it's yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. St- statistically, I, it makes no sense. No, but he makes the as you mentioned, as you said, he makes the guys around him. And better. and the the fact that the players love playing. With yeah, him. he's an underdog. Everybody loves that story. Like right. it is a great story. I mean, it's a right. story we've talked about for three years, continuously. Right. But it's a great story, and he finds himself. But in meaningful gotta, games, yeah. Beat Brady last year, yeah. go on that four game winning streak. You know, you you you, you bounce back after last week's uh, blown lead, and mm-hmm. you went on the road in Philadelphia. And the question is, at what point do you feel that you have to go on from having him being the plucky underdog that everyone's excited about to being the starter, starting quarterback that? you hold to the standard of, all right, he has to do A, B, and C. It's no longer the fun, feel-good story. It's not exactly. I think we're past that. I think think we're past past that, too. I agree. I mean, this is his second year as a starter. and The third year, fourth with Scott Turner. Yeah. Started over 20 games in his his career. And I think once you get... We, this is not the 1970s or even the 80s where you allowed a guy to develop over two, three years. It's amazing that offenses were a lot simpler back then, but... Guys had a lot longer to and, to, to learn the offense yeah. and get ready. Phil Simms, you know, yeah. not a Hall of Fame quarterback, was not a full time starter until I think year six. Yep. Some of it due to injury, some of it due to ineffectiveness. Terry Bradshaw did not have what could be termed a really good year until year six as a starter. And 
as complex as offenses are now, we expect guys to know a lot yeah. more than yeah. they used to, a lot quicker. Rippin was stashed on IR in this yeah. town for yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. You but know. the thing with the thing with Heinkety, we're, we're talking about him like he's a young guy. He's 29. He's about to yeah. be 30. Right. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point, he is who he is. And we just have to Tell accept him for He's playing himself into is. a 6 or $7 million yeah, a year contract as a backup. I think he's. Next deal. I, I I love him as a backup, but he needs to be a break glass in case of emergency sort of guy. If he's your starter on a week to week basis, that's problematic. And his record shows it. I mean, he's what ten and nine now. That so so here that's here so so yes. Uh, <laughs> you asked the question. You asked the question. I, I like that you answer me when um, I ask rhetorical questions. As co- a lot of coaches say, you don't lose your job. Due to injury. Mm-hmm. I'm just playing down oh, the I know. here. I know. So, do you go with the gut? I'm sick of, what does the sheet say? All these analytic damn sheets nah, that, you know. He's Wally Pipped. Okay. He's Wally Pipped. You I can't, you can't I, I play him again. I don't think so. But I I, I, I... I don't disagree with you. I don't think Carson yeah. Wentz should see the field again this year. But I think he will you don't think see at all. the field again. I, even I if wouldn't he goes play him. In, even if, even if I'd TH, bury him at the back of the bench. I'd have him serve in water you'd to the rest of the, the guys. Third and put him, you'd make oh, him inactive? Man. I think Wentz yeah. sees some action. I don't think he gets to the 70% threshold of snaps. But Correct. I do think he does see some action <laughs> yeah. at some point. Uh, yeah. Whether it's in a relief role or whether it's all of a sudden they have to start him against the Giants because it's been a rough couple of weeks for the offense. Yeah. What yeah. about, if, and here's the other thing, though. It's funny. We, you know, they had eight. Offensive plays last night. Yeah. yeah how about so that? the seventy percent of the snaps thing. What? So yeah. They keep getting, <laughs> if they keep, keep going, if, if they have games game. where they're having like yeah, hundred yeah. snaps, they're gonna be on well, the sideline. Like, come on, yeah. no, well, pull him out mid game. <laughs> we talk about the uh, the eighty uh, uh, snaps, eight, uh, eighty plus snaps last night. Uh, the running game. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. You, when you look at their numbers, not a great yards per carry, but they. Gained just enough to move the chains and to keep possession right. of the football. Yeah. We've yeah. said that that's that is how the way that this team is constructed. That is how they are going to get to eight or nine or even ten wins and make the playoffs. If that is you know what they're going to do, and that is why they drafted Brian Robinson. Yeah, what you saw last night. Yeah, yeah. carrying dudes into and the they, end zone, and they needed and, and they needed a big drives. back because they have a bunch of yeah. guys who are just basically converted receivers right. in the backfield. Otherwise. Uh, real quick, uh, because I did make mention of this in the NFL recap. And Where can you find I do, It's on WTOP.com. Is that on the living page? No. On the sports page? Not anymore. Oh, no. Do we even have a living page I anymore? I don't. I think, Is that, I think yeah? we Okay. Don't. All right. Well, it's not on the living page. It's on the sports page. And I'm going to say this on the <laughs> quarterback. If you've been paying attention to what's happening in Las Vegas, they are an unmitigated disaster. And you lose to a for, guy that was on ESPN the yeah. week before. They Literally, Saturday, there was yeah. a guy who was doing, that's like one of us going to go coach a team and then going to win a game. That's how bad it's exactly the Raiders, the it's that's exactly, 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 exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah. You've it seen exactly my Halloween costume where I dress up as a Terps, you know, assistant <laughs> no, wide receivers no, coach. No, I blocked I, you. I could have done that. I seen it. But now, if we were I, good, we'd have you, that pop yeah, up. That, right the Las Vegas Raiders are a train wreck. Yeah. And Derek Carr has come this close to saying some stuff the yeah. last couple of weeks. He was literally crying at the post-game press conference last week. <laughs> you think we could get him? I think that's I think His that's the next Washington. His, I think that's the next Washington quarterback because I don't think 
that uh, Raiders ownership is going to fire Josh McDaniels no. after just one season. No, and he's again. clearly the issue there. So if, well, you're gonna, if, you if it's between Derek? the coach and the quarterback, the quarterback's going to lose. And I think Derek Carr is going to be a Washington commander next year. His you heard name, it here first. He's name, 31. 31 years old. So His name was mentioned this last offseason. And yeah. he was really, like, uh, he was... He had some good years yeah. here and there, and has basically, you, when you're a quarterback, you're often at uh, the, the expense of your organization, how good mm-hmm. your GM is, how uh, stable your coaching is, the personnel around you. He has been betrayed by the lack yep. of talent, oh, yeah. by just the lack of adults in the room, the lack of having an owner who knows how to cut his hair. Uh, it, it's, been, <laughs> it's been a rough go. Uh, he, he would welcome any, any safe haven. He'd be, he'd be a good fit here. That is all right. First of all, he Vegas, just, first of all, he just said he just said that uh, he looks like Tommy Boy. Mm. Okay, that's 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 funny. I like that. All right, so I'm saying it, Derek Carr, next quarterback of the Washington Commanders, but it's going to be Heineke, or it should be Heineke, the rest of the way. All right, guys. So we have to pivot to the uh, breaking wait, 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 real news. Fast. Hold no, on. I think you're saying you're saying. Hold I'm on. predicting. I'm hold putting on. it on no, no. record. You're saying I'm it saying should be. You're saying it should be the rest of the. What happens if they go? Okay, because they're not going to win eight, nine, ten games. No. What, you're not. You're not going to howl at any point. If they lose, let's say they go on a losing skid into the bye week. That's what three games. Correct. Three games going into the bye. Houston, Atlanta. If you lose, and then, if you uh, lose all three of those games, Giants. then you've got to start thinking about it because now you're probably out of the playoff picture. And that's the other thing that we didn't touch on is that right now they are in in half I, game out. I, I I hate to say the controlling the destiny thing, but it's like if you don't make the playoffs now, it's not because another team got hot or whatever. It's because you didn't handle your business. All right. So, to me. Uh, as long as you are still in the, I mean, look, they're trying to win. They're trying to win, and oh, I'm not yeah. saying that they shouldn't. But I'm not worried about draft picks and all of that stuff. I think that you go with Heineke because Heineke is clearly the thing that's working. It's flawed, but it works better than what you had when you had uh, Wentz in there. Uh, I want to pivot though before we uh, close out to the Mystics. The uh, breaking news as of this recording that uh, uh, Mike Tebow, the legendary, and I don't think I'm uh, embellishing at all when I say he's the legendary uh, Mystics coach, is uh, is stepping down, he's retiring, uh, handing the keys off to a guy who has a conspicuously similar last name. So (laughs) It's even spelled the same. Yeah, it's it's wild. Pronounced the same. Yeah, it's wild. It's a tough one. So, um, guys, I, I think he's... I mean, look, we talk about the Hall of Fame and who belongs uh, in there and so forth. I mean, with his impact, not just on the Mystics, but on the game of oh, basketball. Yeah. Dave, you've covered it uh, pretty closely. Right. I would say he's a uh, he's a Hall of Famer I and certainly so. a big loss for oh, the Mystics. Yeah, it's unfortunate. What's unfortunate, too, is that they won the championship in 2019, yeah. and then they... Instead of they were not in a rebuild mode because when you win the championship and you've got Elena Deladon, you're not you know yeah. rebooting. So they basically played to win championships from there on out, as opposed mm-hmm. to restocking. And the team got old in a hurry, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Much like we saw with the Caps, much like we saw with the Nats, that there was no yeah. Yeah. repeat. Uh, and uh, the the whole COVID year also kind of blew things up a little bit too. It's a shame that. 
He didn't get to enjoy one more run, but uh, you know w- w- what a fantastic run in Washington. Brought mm-hmm. a championship, you know, along the lines of you know Dick Mata, Joe Gibbs, uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, Barry Trotz, uh, you know Davey Martinez, uh, Gary Williams, Brenda Freeze, John Thompson Jr. Here is someone who bought who brought a championship inside the Beltway, and uh, Bruce Arena for DC United. Uh, whoever was in charge of, uh, I think it was Nick Jensen or whoever was in charge, uh, Murphy Jensen. Murphy. The guy who was in charge of the <laughs> Murph. Castles. Murph. DC Dynasty, five straight world team tennis titles. Book that. Uh, just, uh, I think that uh, if he's not already in the Washington Sports Hall of Fame, uh, Mike Tebow definitely should be. Uh, he's definitely uh, been... Uh, a great ambassador for the city and a great ambassador for the game. He's in his 70s, so I can understand why you'd want to step aside. He'll still be with the team as the general manager. His son will take over. That's kind of an interesting situation that I don't think I've ever seen in pro sports. So you can fire I saw son. the closest I've seen was <laughs> back in the day, Weeb Eubank retired as the New York Jets head coach, and Charlie Winter, who was his son-in-law, took over That's right. as head coach yeah. for a couple of years Charlie Winter was not a winner and was fired after a few seasons. So there we hope go. it's much better for Eric, but uh, it's it's going to be a new era for the Wizards, or maybe for the Mystics. And, uh, you know, they do have quite a bit of talent. So there is a, a chance for this new-look Mystics team to make some noise in 2022. That's right. And, and look, they've already got a very talented team, right. and then they have a high draft pick right. coming up in the draft. So, yeah. and I mean, they could be really yeah. good for a long time. And they are. Uh, Eric Tebow has been with the team, so it's not like sure. they're, yeah, they're, they're not bringing there. in a new system. They're, right. they, they're, yeah. they're promoting from within, as most successful organizations do. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to see them open that up to a more uh, diverse uh a uh, number of candidates, but um, you know, it's it's uh, w- w- when you have a situation like you said, when you have a successful organization, right. when you have championship pedigree, yeah. then you Hall know, of Famer, you can you, most you Hall of Famers do get to name their successor. Joe Gibbs got to name his successor. How did yeah, that turn I don't out? have a problem with yeah. that. I don't have a problem with that one. What did you say? <laughs> said, how did that turn out? John Thompson got to name his successor. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good either. Well, that, that would, yeah. yeah, that wasn't good either. So, yeah, but I, most, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, he's been on the bench right. for a while. He's been in the organization. I mean, he's learned. You know, he's yeah. If it were, he's not. He's not. He's not Jeff Saturdaying his way into it. No. no, 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 no. That's that's nowhere near the same thing. And also, let's stop with the Jeff Saturday stuff, people. Come on. I mean that that was. That was the one team that he could beat in that game, whether it was home, but away, whatever. Saturday's but fault. that was it. Don't I know blame it's Jeff a, Saturday. No, it's not. No, but my point is, don't blame Jeff Saturday. But let's also not give him credit because oh, they no, won no. that I'm game. I'm just saying, everybody. The I, Raiders lost that game. I'm just saying, and Jeff, they just the happened whole, to be on the other sideline. Right. The Jeff Saturday situation is like the, he's going to do what everybody <laughs> else did, take a shot at it. And I thought his quote, his quote was great. After eight games, I may not know what the hell I'm doing. I can't do it. But, Fine, but he's going to he's going to try right. it. That he he his attitude is okay going into it. I think the problem is he had an opportunity. It was revealed later that he had an opportunity to join the organization as an offensive line coach, as an assistant, and he would have then been in position to step up, and right. nobody would have said anything in that yeah. scenario. True. But the fact of the matter is. He selfishly, and I don't mean to say selfishly in a way that you know means that it's that no, not in a bad way, but right. selfishly, he wanted to spend time with his family. He yeah. wanted to have a better quality of life, and people should choose that. But you don't get to then skip ahead in the line right. <laughs> to a head uh, coaching job if right. uh, if that's the decision you make. Because Peyton didn't want it. Well, right. 
I still think Peyton the GM. I think Peyton would be more a GM than a coach. That's true. Because he can still get in his golf and commercials that way. Right? One thing I know that we're about ready to wrap up. We're short yeah. on time. Uh, second to last college football uh, week of the regular season. Lots of bigs on, big games on tap from Navy trying to upset UCF. Maryland uh, has a tall, tall task with number two Ohio State coming to town. But no, but George said they're going to win. No, I said they're going to win last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you said on, they're winning one of the big ones. This is the last big one. Oh crap! On a serious note, and, and and I am guilty as as anyone else, as much as anyone for taking pot shots or passive aggressive stances towards the Kippies and Buffies who tailgate at Scott Stadium in Charlottesville. But our hearts go out to the University of Virginia football program who lost three young men uh, this past Sunday. And who knows if, uh, as of this taping on Tuesday, who knows if they're going to play a non-conference game this Saturday against Coastal Carolina. I honestly, I, 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 I can't imagine them playing this Saturday. I can't imagine them playing a week from Saturday against Virginia Tech because it was who's for Hokies back in 2007 after the campus shooting in Blacksburg mm. that was a part of the healing and... Things will come full circle, hopefully, as uh, we have Hokies for Who's as Virginia Tech helps the University of Virginia campus and athletic program and uh, football team recover from just an unbelievable tragedy. So our hearts go out to uh, Charlottesville and uh, Scott Stadium and and, uh, University of Virginia uh, friends, family, and alums everywhere. Absolutely. Well said. Nothing to add here. This is another edition of the... DC Sports Huddle. It is uh, sponsored by MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. I am Rob Woodfork. That is Dave Preston. That is George Wallace. And we are going to break the huddle. <laughs>